Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers and Farmers. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. I saw Zion. I saw, so I, I saw, I got a chance to say, well, unbelievable comeback. Duke down 23 in the second half. So I've, I've called two games in the last week. One has been a comeback from down 22 in the second half. That's Utah comeback on the road against UCLA. Last night for radio, I called uh, Duke's 23-point comeback. So I only do comebacks. So now it's 23. Next game I do has to be 20, a 
or more point comeback. We'll talk about Zion Williamson and how he projects in the NBA with Rick Buecher, NBA insider from Bleacher Report. Also, how bad are things in L.A. as the Lakers lose to the Hawks before a a prolonged all-star break for LeBron and the boys? We'll get to that. But the news of the day is, well, there's lots of news of the day. There's talk of a trade that might happen in the Big Apple. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of discussions about Antonio Brown, but the trade that did happen was a couple hours ago and it won't become official. They won't be able to comment on it until the new football year begins in March, but Joe Flacco is going to be a Denver Bronco. And here's what you're going to hear from a lot of people. Uh, John Elway, what is he doing? Uh, the Ravens. They killed it with Lamar Jackson. What a great move. Clear out Flacco and and you get Lamar Jackson. And I'm here to tell you, I think this is the best possible scenario for the Denver Broncos. It's the best possible scenario. Joe Flacco is not a great quarterback. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's that he's going to see a resurgence in his career the way that Peyton Manning did when he was there. No. He's not John Elway at the start or at the end of his career. No. But Joe Flacco is exactly what you think he is. He has the perfect name, Joe. Joe's average. If I said Joe is mediocre, you would say that means he stinks, right? But mediocre means average. That's what it actually means. And my guess is that John Elway has sat there and said, I won a Super Bowl as a general manager with Peyton Manning as my quarterback, who is below average. I won a Super Bowl as a player two times late in my career, and I was average at best. The way, and Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl. And how was his play? He threw two, should have been three picks in the AFC Championship game. He fumbled and threw a pick in the Super Bowl. He was, by anybody's estimation, average at best this season. He wasn't spectacular. Like the way in which you win in the National Football League is when you have a quarterback that's not making a crazy amount of money and you're able to to beat a team with a roster and a philosophy. I think the Broncos killed it today. This is the best possible scenario for them. Like, look, could I sit there and, and, and nitpick and say, well, you know, had you called the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe they have, maybe they have a quarterback who's better than Flacco right now. I, on the other hand, the ups and downs of their backup quarterback is Joe Flacco has been the same. He was the same guy before he won a Super Bowl. He was a little bit worse at times after the Super Bowl. He had the bad back. He has been a little bit injured, but for the most part, Joe Flacco's 22, 24 touchdowns, 12 to 15 interceptions. And if you consider he has a huge arm, don't believe me, a 70-yard pass that end up beating the Broncos and Keaton Peyton Manning from winning a Super Bowl when he still had some juice in the tank or getting to a Super Bowl, probably their best team. Altitude will help his arm. They do have a good young talent base. They're good at Philip Lindsay at running back. They drafted a very good wide receiver. Like, that's a pretty good football team that still has Von Miller and has reconfigured their defense where they think, you know what? We're, I, I think the Denver Broncos did really well. Whereas the Baltimore Ravens, we knew this was coming. We knew it was going to be Lamar Jackson's team. 
but what more do you need to see from the Chargers game and from these type of offenses that leads you to not think that Lamar Jackson is going to regress in year two because the limitations of what Lamar Jackson is. Either you run the same offense, which people figure out, and unless you can dominate somebody defensively, you know, anytime you force into third and long, you're feeling really good about yourself, or you try and make him into more of a traditional quarterback, which is not who he is or what he does. If you run him like you ran him last year, he's going to get hurt. If you have him drop back and throw 35 times, it's not going to be good. I, I, I kind of feel like the, the, I feel like the Ravens, they did what they had to do, what they were forced to do. And maybe the way to make this work is to get another Lamar Jackson type to back him up, assuming that there's going to be a time in which you're going to need somebody else other than RG three to be a backup. But the defaming of Joe Flacco, who holds every record for the Baltimore Ravens, has won a Super Bowl. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I'm not, I'm, I'm not on, a, on a pulpit telling you he's a top 10, top 15, definitely quarterback. You could do a lot worse. And the Broncos have done a lot worse. I, I've always said this in regards to the quarterback market. It's the exact same thing as what the Minnesota Vikings did last year when they got Kirk Cousins. What else is out there? Everybody says, well, why don't you go get an elite quarterback? Hey, it's not easy to draft a star quarterback. Those guys are hard to get. It is a hit and miss proposition. And even when you hit on the quarterback, you don't necessarily win right away. Like the Jets hit on a quarterback. Were they good? No. The Browns hit on a quarterback. They still won seven games this year. Granted, some of that was the coaching change. And that's a team that's drafted well and drafted high the last bunch of years. Like, there's still a learning curve in the National Football League. It takes a couple of years. Whereas the Broncos now bought themselves some quality time. And in terms of who's out there on the market, they probably got the best guy. So you can sit here and tell me Joe Flacco stinks. He doesn't stink. He's a good quarterback. He's fine. He's fine. And you know what? The Broncos have been able to prove when John Elway won a couple Super Bowls, he wasn't at the height of his powers. People forget when John Elway was great, they got blown out in the Super Bowl. Why? Because they didn't have a good team around him. When he wasn't great, when he was at the end of his run, he was kind of banged up and he didn't have the same arm. That's when they had Terrell Davis. That's when they had a great defense. That's an incredible offensive line. You get cost certainty at quarterback. Case Keenum returns back to being a backup, which is what he is. So now you got two, you have a, a decent, a solid starter and a very good backup. You got a you got a young running back. You got an improved offensive line. Like I, I kind of think the Broncos did a great thing today. Remember the 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 Raiders are sitting there in reset mode. The Chargers are loaded, but they have no succession plan for whenever Philip Rivers starts to fade. And the Kansas City Chiefs, who are arguably along with the Chargers, you know, a couple of the best teams in football, we know they have no defense. And at some point in the very near future, they're going to have to pay Pat Mahomes. Look at the teams that have been the most successful and they all have something in common. How are the, how are the Rams able to have this great roster? Because they got a quarterback under a rookie deal. You're not going to have to pay Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, Super Bowl MVP money. You don't have to. This, by the way, was the move that Con Kaepernick could have made taking less money, playing for the Broncos, and betting on himself, which is what Flacco's going to have to do. So I get that the internet will tell you that this is a terrible move 
for John Elway, who has no idea how to evaluate the quarterback position. But instead of evaluating the quarterback position, as he previously did, which is try and judge guys in college, how they'll be as pros with the Paxton Lynch's of the world and the Brock Osweiler's of the world. Instead, he got a Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's not great. Joe Flacco's not terrible. Joe Flacco is, just like his first name, very, very average Joe. But in the NFL, you get the cost certainty of a guy who has played in the playoffs, in tough playoff games, and you know he's not going to be too nervous to perform, and you're going to get him at half the rate of the elite quarterbacks, even if he has half the skill of the elite quarterbacks. That's good enough if you can get a good enough team around him. I feel like today is a huge win for the Denver Broncos. Whereas the Baltimore Ravens, you can expect, it's reasonable to expect massive regression as people figure out that offense over the offseason, and they're going to challenge Lamar Jackson to do some things that he's not comfortable doing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRat.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRat.com sports. TireRat.com, the way tire buying should be. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rick Buecher, who joins us from Bleacher Report. Buke, what do people around the NBA think of the potential of Zion based upon what they've seen so far this year? Well, it's funny how you, uh, you know, automatically made him the number one pick. And I just, you know, what, what I hear is, yeah, he may end up that, depending on what the market is, depending on who the owner is. The uh, the phenomenon of Zion Williamson may get him there. But for many of the uh, reasons that you just stated, uh, you know, Morant and R.J. Barrett are are considered to be right in the mix, and ultimately we'll see we'll see where it goes. I mean, this is this is what happens now, where a guy is escalated to stratospheric heights before he ever plays a minute in the NBA. And then it's like, oh, wait, he has to be a superstar by NBA rules, not by collegiate rules. And it is quite the different thing. And I'll say, if you're building around a guy and he's not a playmaker, it automatically, in my mind, takes him down a notch because now I need, he's, he's not independent. You know, and, and LeBron was a playmaker coming in. Uh, so, you know, just how far he rises and whether he actually is the number one pick, I still think there's some open debate on that. No, I, I, I would, I probably would have agreed with you had I not seen him in person. And, yeah. uh, I just, and I also think that how many teams in the NBA want like, man, if we could just find a small ball five that could play and he's, he's the perfect small ball five in terms of build uh, skill set, and he's not the passer of Draymond. Might not, I don't know if he has the basketball IQ of Draymond, but plays really hard and is a much yeah. better athlete than Draymond. Yeah. Um, I, I just, and I think he brings you something at both ends, which you're right about playmaker, although Kawhi Leonard is not a playmaker for other people, but it's because he plays both ends, right? Uh, right, and, and, and to that end, so you're taking the number one pick and you're basically saying we're taking him for, I, I don't know, exclu- not, not exclusively for his defense, would you say primarily for like with the description of him as a defensive player is tantalizing because of the way the game is played. Mm -hmm. Would you not only would you take him for that, but if he's the number one pick, is he going to wrap his mind around, you know, where I need to really put my focus is being the best defensive player I can be. I that that's where I'm going to make my mark. Is, is he willing to accept that and take that approach? I don't know. But as we all know, going into the league, the hardest thing is for a rookie to play defense. 
No, I, I agree, but I would also say that that what he's doing at Duke and how they're playing through R.J. Barrett most of the time. You know, mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett is is what you're talking about a classic kind of playmaking, you know, big guard. Um, but 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 R.J. but R.J. Barrett, I don't know if he can function without the ball in his hands, not being a go-to guy. Now, look, yeah. he may not have to, but whereas I think Zion, if you put him on a good team with other good players, he blends in a whole lot easier. He's already kind of bought into the idea sure. of defense. You don't have to get him to buy into playing defense, much like you do most rookies who are used to only being offensive players. Yeah, no, no, no. I get, I get that. I just, it's the dynamic of being the number one pick. I'm, yep. I'm looking at this through the prism of being the number one pick. And when you become the number one pick, suddenly everything changes in terms of not just what, where you are, but everybody around you and how you're judged. And, uh, you know, like it or not, people look at numbers. And so, it, and they look at offensive numbers more than anything else. So that's where the pressure of, can I be what the number one pick is supposed to be, which is in every way, shape, and form, I'm supposed to be the best rookie coming into the game in the eyes of the people that may be judging me, fairly or unfairly, and how are they going to judge me? They're going to judge me by my offensive numbers. Uh, Rick Buecher from Bleacher Report joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. How bad a loss was that last night for the Lakers? Uh, Just about as bad, well, maybe worse than the Pelicans' loss (laughs) to the Magic uh, it is, it's bad. I, you needed something to say, hey, the Sixers game was the blip on the screen uh, and not the Boston Celtics was the blip on the screen. Or shall we say the second half? I mean, now we look at the Boston win in a completely different context, which was they were getting a run in the first half and it had a lot more to do with Boston than it had to do with L.A. And so... Yeah, I mean, having that kind of loss, and then the worst part is the timing of it, then going into the All-Star break. And there's going to be a lot of soul-searching in Lakersville as far as who do we go forward with, and where are we with LeBron, and what messages are being sent back and forth. Do they come out of the break with the same head coach? And I don't wish Luke Walton ill in any way, uh, but this is a different team, honestly. This is a different team than the one that he signed up for or the Lakers hired him to coach. And whether you blame him or you don't blame him, it just feels like the drumbeat is getting louder. It does. It, it really does feel that way. Does he make it out of the All-Star break? That's a great, it's a great question. And I don't, you know, if I've uh, put some feelers out to find out more about that. I haven't... Uh, I haven't plumbed that answer quite yet, but I think it's a worthwhile exploration at this point. It's possible. I think it's possible that he doesn't. I, my odd, odds are, I, and I haven't even looked at the schedule. I mean, so, so much of this is there's going to have to be some meetings of the mind. And they have to, uh, the big question, and you and I, I think, talked about it on Monday, is like the, uh, the, in and, the up and down apathy of LeBron James, how much of that is informing what he wants to see happen at the head coaching level. And I don't have an answer for that, but we know the passive-aggressive approach of LeBron James at times, and it feels, it feels as if some of that is going on right now. Yeah, I guess I guess my question is that's what every that's what a lot of people say. Like, well, it's obviously LeBron doesn't care that much or doesn't like Luke or doesn't like how they're all playing, and that's mm-hmm. why he's playing this way. Is it possible that in an effort 
that that we're missing the fact that now all of a sudden he looks 34 years old like a guy who's yep. been in the finals eight consecutive times. Like, is there a chance that he's not the same LeBron James? Yeah, or that the weight of carrying this particular team, as young as it is, doesn't allow him to be effective or efficient in the ways that he could when he had veterans around him, that there were ways. Because, look, the, the fact of the matter is he hasn't been playing hard at both ends throughout the course of the season for a couple of years now. And knowing when he's going to dial it back and when he's going to go whole hog. I mean, the reality is even when he's gone whole hog, it hasn't, it hasn't been what it was, I dare say, in the Miami days. So uh, it's a fair question, though. Like what – I mean, and that's, you know, that's the other element to this whole Lakers saga with LeBron is – and I always thought it was going to be a question – like, what does he have left in the tank? What are you going to see when, as, you're, as you're waiting to compose this team around him, supposedly to take another playoff or a championship run, what is LeBron going to be by the time that you get there? And if we're already seeing indications that he may not be all that LeBron has been, then the Lakers may be on a timeline where they, can't, they simply can't get this done. It's, 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 it's absolutely crazy. Um, what about... What about the Celtics? Where are we with the Celtics? Where it, I think uh, be, because of the comments of Marcus Morris and because yep. of the collapse when Kyrie got hurt the other night, there was this thought that, wait, maybe all is not right. Then all of a sudden, Gordon Hayward has kind of vintage Gordon Hayward moments last night, and they yep. go and beat the Sixers. And now the question is more about the Sixers. What are you hearing about what's really going on in Boston? Look, I, I was around the Celtics team uh, when they were up in Portland in November. And what Marcus said last night or in the last couple of days is almost identical what he said then uh, when, when we were just having a conversation about concerns about this team, the attitude of the team. And I, I wish I could give you a definitive answer as to how I feel. The Celtics were my pick to win it all this year. And I still feel as if the, the champion is going to come out of the Eastern Conference. But I, I – and having seen – Wait, the, 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 level, NBA, the NBA champions coming out of the East? Yes. Okay. The, the level at which I have seen the, the Celtics play when, when they decide to play makes me feel good about that. The fact that they can't find – and that, that they've found like a rhythm at times, that, that tells me that I'm, I'm right in believing that the, what they're capable of. That they haven't quite figured this out and that we keep having these epic collapses for a team. It's one thing if the Warriors do it, right? Because they've already proved, look, we know how to win a championship. Sometimes we just – it's not important enough to us. You can say that still kind of sucks, but okay, we we get it. The Celtics shouldn't should, they don't have that leeway. You're, you haven't done enough to to be kicking back and or having these internal these spats about how they're going to play. And so I'll only say this: the only thing that I'm taking away from this is to have a greater appreciation for guys like Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich and. Because we, we were so quick to anoint Brad Stevens, and I think he's a very good coach. Mm -hmm. But this being able to sort out the egos that are big enough to win you a championship, 
to keep them all on the same page and on board, that's, being able to do that is the mark of truly great head coaches in the NBA. And Brad Stevens now is up to the test, is being tested as to whether he can answer that or not. And we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I think some people have already put him in that pantheon of best coach in the NBA or one of the best coaches of the NBA. He's, he's seeing his finals exam right now, whether he truly deserves to be put in that category. Um, you mentioned you didn't mention the Warriors as champions. What do you think is missing in regards to the Warriors? Why won't they win a championship this year? Uh, defensively, I, I, I haven't. I mean, their defensive efficiency rating, and not to put too much emphasis on that, but they're but they're eleven. And even with their 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 run of late, offensively, most efficient efficient team in the league, and they can still dial it up in ways that that is uh, impressive. And in, in some ways, Demarcus has helped them on that front, but. And just watching them against the Miami Heat the other night, Miami Heat got everything they wanted in the paint. The rotations were bad. They were frustrated with DeMarcus because he was just slower in the wrong place. They were slow in rotating out. And I know that they're capable of, of dialing it up. My question is, are they capable of dialing it up to the level that they have to for 15, 16 games, um, or 15 wins, uh, excuse me, 16 wins. And, um, with with where they are right now, and with the rotation that they have, and where Andre Iguodala is, and Draymond Green, and and honestly, Demarcus Cousins, I just I feel as if you know they 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 still have enough firepower that they can overwhelm teams during the regular season. When we get to the playoffs and it gets a little more physical, I don't think their offense is going to be as good. And defensively, I don't know that. Being allowed to be more physical is going to change the, uh, the 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 gaps that they have at the defensive end. Well, I mean, it's amazing that you and I are the only people seem to point out that Demarcus Cousins dramatically changes them defensively, right? Because yeah. yep. if they play him now, there's two guys that can't switch, right? They've always yep. been able to hide Steph as the yep. one guy that they don't want to have switch. Now there's two guys, and that totally changes the who they are. And then if they take Demarcus Cousins out, now you're depending on Andre Godala, who's not the same. Right, he has, he has, he's he's been over the hill uh, during the regular season the past couple years. He was able to dial it up just enough, although he's injured most of the 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 postseason last year. And now Mm -hmm. it's a year removed from that. Like I'm, I'm with you. I think people just assumed that you're adding Demarcus Cousins. One, he's never played in a playoff game. Two, he doesn't actually make them better defensively and offensively. He's a volume. He's always been a volume guy, and everyone says, "Well, I'll I'll be fine with less volume." Like no one ever says, "I'm fine with less shots." Ever. Yeah. Well, he was four. What he was four for seventeen in their last game against Utah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know the, the the Warriors ended up closing it out. It just having to look. Demarcus brings some things that I'd kind of forgotten that he could bring. I mean, he brings some physicality. He brings some yep. toughness. He gives them a legitimate screen setter. He's a better better passer with quality talent around him than than maybe I gave him credit for. I always I've always been a Demarcus Cousins fan, but. When we talk about the playoffs and the level of play and the string that you have to be on collectively, I, I just see, I just see teams playing pick and roll, and if they've got a dynamic five who uh, can, first of all, Warriors have to can't fall behind. If they fall behind, then they can't put them on the floor uh, because they can't play that slow. If they do put them on the floor and he's out at the three point line, if you have a dynamic uh, center 
who is comfortable stepping out and just getting a hand, bothering him a little bit, that changes his three-point percentage. And then at the other end, on the pick and roll, his ability to kind of show and then get back to the big. I mean, Miami just destroyed them with Bam Adebayo. And you could see the growing frustration. And DeMarcus was frustrated, too. He knew he wasn't getting there. He just he couldn't do anything about it. Crazy, crazy stuff. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Sixers go out and, and add Tobias Harris. But they, they, they had chemistry issues before with Jimmy Butler, and now they're concerned about hiding J.J. Redick, which has always been the problem with, with J.J. Redick defensively. What's yeah. the state of the Sixers? Look, I, from a talent perspective, did they get better? Absolutely. I like the pieces. This is the danger whenever you think you're, you're, if you're a title contender. This is why title contenders and teams that actually played for the championship generally don't make significant moves even with the trade deadline moved up, you've got 18, 20 games to get everybody on the same page and seeing how these pieces fit. And while on paper you could say, hey, look, we've improved and this is what it gives us and we've got another dynamic wing uh, because I don't think they ever, you know, they, they ever uh, or didn't realize what they were losing when they moved Robert uh, Covington and, mm-hmm. and even Dario Saric in the way that he played. I mean, I dare say if you could take it all back if somehow they could still have Dario Saric and Robert Covington rather than going to get Tobias Harris, would the Sixers prefer that? I think mm-hmm. if, they, if they really were honest, they'd say, hell yeah, because we knew how those pieces worked. So, I look, it, does it make them better on paper? Yes. Are they going to figure that? Does it change my view of them in the hierarchy versus Toronto or the Celtics? No, it does not. Great stuff. Uh, last thing, the Knicks have lost 17 in a row. Yeah. And it's pretty obvious that they're tanking. Heck, you mentioned the Pelicans and their win uh, last night. The Pelicans are tanking. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought the commissioner was appalled by this behavior and was trying to write this and change some of the lottery, some of the lottery stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's not gotten better. It's gotten worse. There has to be discussions about this in NBA circles. Doug, the... The, the tanking concerns with the, are, are on par for me with the tampering concerns. You can't stop it. There's, and, and the idea that you're going to legislate it short of just either doing away with the lottery or giving everybody one ping pong ball. It, it is, I just don't know how you change it. And it's the same with tampering. This idea, like I, I, I the NBA is becoming the NCAA. You're trying to legislate things that you can't possibly get your arms around. So I hate to be one of those that says, so why try? But in this instance, at the end of the day, you, got, you have to show me in the business model where tanking is hurting the NBA. The second you show me that, the second you show me that, I'll say, you know what, they really have to address this because – the league is going to be damaged. But the reality is, if you have the top teams and they're playing exciting basketball and you, it, it, and you have Zion Williamson's coming along and the dream and wherever it might be, New York or wherever, I call it the transaction league now. That nobody sells hope the way the NBA does. That's really what it is. It's not watching the actual game. It's the hope of, we could get AD or we could get Zion or we could get RJ or 
or we could get KD. It's like that's what everybody gets excited about. Everybody's a fantasy GM out there. So, are there games that are dogs and that we don't tune into? Absolutely. Is it impacting the NBA and their money making process? I don't think so. Great stuff from Rick Buecher. Check out his podcast um, and check out, of course, all of his work at Bleach Report. Buke, thanks so much for joining us, man. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. We'll talk very, very soon. You got it, Doug. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. Jay Glazer is the E.F. Hutton of the National Football League. Jay Glazer's longtime NFL insider. And I don't remember Jay breaking a story with the exception of who's playing, not who's not playing. But that doesn't mean that Jay doesn't know. And what Jay does is he knows, but he's not going to reveal his sources. He doesn't want to sour relationships. And so he oftentimes hands them off to other people who work at Fox or he insinuates sometimes things. And every once in a while, he gives you a gem and he's so good at it that for what feels like 20 years, I think it's 20 years, the NFL on Fox, he's been the guy because he's EF Hutton. When he talks, people listen. This is from Jay Glazer's mailbag. Jay, give us some bold predictions about the NFL offseason. Give us a free agent signing trade or another bold prediction. Thanks, Robert P. I predict Odell Beckham Jr. gets traded this offseason. I think that's bold enough by Jay Glazer. That's not a rumor. That's a prediction from E.F. Hutton, right? He just volunteered it, served it up. And I told you last year this time, I didn't understand the Giants stance on Odell Beckham Jr. Now, last year this time actually was shortly before he got caught in a room or there's a video of him in a room with a girl who looked like cocaine. And then, you know, they talked tough and talked about trading him and you know, talked about how he represented the Giants and yada, yada, yada. Then three months after the NFL draft, he was apparently on good behavior. They're like, wow, he's been a really good teammate at OTAs. We're going to give him a huge contract. And they were rewarded with the same type of uneven play. We're rewarded with a guy who, when put on the hands team, chose a business decision instead of securing a win and an onside kick. Odell Beckham Jr. is everything you think he is. Incredibly, immensely, remarkably talented. But much more concerned with the image of Odell Beckham Jr. than he is with winning football games. And when you look at the Patriots who won without anyone who could even make the Giants outside the numbers. Right? You understand why this is reasonable. Remember, his new contract doesn't take effect till this year, so it allows them to get out from under that contract, which is going to be an albatross. And it admits that they made a mistake in giving it to him, and it's a mistake that somebody else might be willing to make. But do I believe that this is just something that Jay Glazer flippantly said? No, I do not. Because when Jay Glazer talks, people listen. People listen. And I will, I will tell you, like, am I surprised by it? Yeah. Yeah. Because guys so oftentimes, they, they, they won't admit mistakes, right? That's the, that's the guys 101. We don't admit mistakes. We don't say that we're lost. We just took a different route. <laughs> Especially when this is Dave Gettleman's baby. 
This was his contract that he offered up that they signed. But Jay Glazer is as he's just as tied in as Adam Schefter is. He just doesn't choose to break every story because he'll break big stories, huge ones and allows him to keep the relationships he has instead of being a guy who's constantly on Twitter. It allows him to have a life, have a gym. Allows him to, you know, to, to train some of these guys. He's not going not gonna, to uh, violate that trust. But when he's got a big one, when he's got a glaze bomb like that, he just happens to pull it into a, put it into a mailbag column. It feels like we know how this ends. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare open a limited time 11 month certificate at kemba financial credit union at 5.25 percent apy it's more than triple the national average plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details offer expires may 31st 2024 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply 500 minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast welcome to locatora radio season nine love, love at, at first, first listen. listen this season we're falling in love with podcasting all over again with new segments correspondence and a new sound Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.